And there's some video, a uh, picture of, of Marianne Williamson. I don't know who this is. Oh, yeah. Speaking with supporters at the Demois Register's political soapbox effect. The Demois Register is apparently a newspaper in Demois, Iowa. Oh, Des Moines. Demois. a good attempt, Demois. Demois? Oh, fuck me. I'm so stupid. Yeah, that is an... Okay. Well, French is a waste of time, so I'm not supposed to know. Well, that's... You are pronouncing it morning rock hard world it is october 15th 10 05 a.m this is rock hard caucus episode 122 i'm here with evan good morning evan good morning justin is this early for you for a sunday uh no i oh. <laughs> typically <laughs> sorry justin i no, no, i did no, no, ask no. for us to record at 10 a.m today um i'm i'm typically up by seven uh, or seven thirty at the latest. Yeah, but I'm usually I'm usually like an eight or nine or on the weekends. Yeah, I try, I try to be that way, but yeah, I've as I've aged, I've lost my ability to to easily sleep in and not like hate myself for it. <laughs> yeah, know, I don't feel good when I wake up at ten a.m. anymore. Yeah, well, I uh, I'm busy later today, so we had we had to do it in the morning. Um, okay, first off, I wanted to apologize to our listeners because we have not released a free episode since September 25th. So that's a bit of a break. I mean, that's we usually have, you know, a week or two in between episodes. But um, I just wanted to let everyone know the reason for the delay is that I have been very busy playing F-099 for the Nintendo Switch uh, every hour of every day. So... That's just the way it is. <laughs> wow. Still. I had no Even choice in the matter. It up. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I've, I've played, uh, I've, I've done a few races myself, but uh, I it didn't capture my attention the same way. But I also don't like play games like that much anymore. But I do yeah. like racing games, like, but more right. simulator style racing games. Yeah, I want them to be as far from reality as possible. I, I mean, I love F-Zero, too. I was a big fan of F-Zero GX on the GameCube. Um, yeah. That one's really fun. Have you won any? Uh, I got first place for the first time ever yesterday, but it was in a team battle, so it doesn't count as, like, a real win. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, I've been really uh, busy with that, my new career as an F-Zero 99 racer. So I haven't been following the news super closely. Did anything happen uh, in the last couple weeks? Um, yeah, unfortunately things have <laughs> yeah. happened in the last couple of weeks. Um, you're lucky Awful. actually. You're, yeah. you're really lucky. F-Zero GX or F-Zero 99 is, is preferable to much of the news, um, uh, right now. Yeah. It's a lot more fun to play video games than to be aware of, uh, world politics and the, uh, war breaking out on the, uh, apartheid <laughs> <laughs> occupied people. Um, and having to feel somewhat complicit for it as a U.S. citizen. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's deep. I was talking to someone yesterday about how we just, like, we just have to live with the knowledge that, like, the government that purports to represent us is, like, endorsing and funding a genocide in our name. And there's, like, nothing we can yeah. do to stop them. <laughs> Yeah, well, and the the difference on this one is that this one gets a lot of media coverage. Um, the U.S. has been doing this for 
our entire lives right, right. before course, yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's I mean it's we wouldn't be here without wild ongoing genocidal uh colonial projects, right? Yeah. I mean I would rather that like the liberal people who are like cheering on genocide were were quiet about the other genocide or this genocide as they have been about other genocides instead of like cheering it on. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess saying nothing the... is preferable to a lot <laughs> it of it really this. is yeah. to be yeah. honest. But what you should be saying is you support the liberation of Palestine. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Horrible shit. And uh, I was just looking into, so I mean, BDS is like not illegal in iowa but they like the state of iowa won't do any business with any companies that are engaged in any sort of like boycott of israeli products as of um i think just last year 2022 is when that was signed into law and the definition of anti-semitism that has been signed into iowa law includes basically uh any criticism and any implication that uh the state of israel is racist like that is yeah. uh that is a legal <laughs> definition of anti-semitism in the state of iowa it's so insidious just like all all jews apparently speak for israel now like or i mean like a lot of people pointed out that that's like anti-semitic in itself yeah because yeah. obviously there's like not every actually i don't even know isn't it like 50 50 for like uh jewish people in america at least as far as like supporting israel like there's not being jewish i don't know the stats on it but yeah there's a big generational difference in it too like younger jewish people tend to be less supportive of israel than older folks Mm -hmm. but that's also part of the definition of anti-semitism uh which uh whatever we don't need to get super into that but another part of that definition is um holding all Jewish people responsible for the actions of the state of Israel. Well, like including that in your definition of anti-Semitism seems to suggest that the state of Israel is doing bad things, right? <laughs> yeah. There was a crazy piece that got posted in um, Bleeding Heartland. Well, there's been multiple crazy pieces posted on Bleeding Heartland <laughs> uh, regarding this. And one of them was by... Uh, you may I think we've read this guy before, but he's a Bronx, uh, Bronx, Bronx in, in Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> yeah, he had a really, really great article that was like America uh, is mentally ill; it needs treatment, which basically mm-hmm. means like we need to like vote for Democrats because they're, they're the the mentally <laughs> the sound ones. Yeah, that's the treatment. Yeah, but this I article we did was read basically that one on the show a long time ago. This article was basically like, um, who will speak for us? And it's it's does admit to a lot of things that Israel has done. But then it's like, well, they literally were like, man, I want to kind of want to find it. But it was like Germany and Rwanda have also committed horrible atrocities. But the international community has come to their defense. And it's like, just like it, admitting that what <laughs> Israel is doing is similar to rwanda or nazi germany right and then like (laughs) crying because people are still pointing it out because it's like still ongoing and those other things happened like at least several decades ago yeah i mean not to mention that that israel is also receiving the support of most of the international community as they do this (laughs) you're complaining about just like governments for sure people who criticize that 
who have no power. Like nobody who can do anything to influence what's going to happen here is against what Israel's doing. Like it just gives them free reign. Like do what yeah. you will with our money. Yeah, it's it's just bizarre and it it reminds me like how the average American is just like so inundated with propaganda that they like there's just like no way for like the average person to like grasp this stuff because there's just such like context missing from like any of the reporting that's done it's like they can report on specific things that have happened that are factually true but that doesn't mean that you're like actually able to understand or like the average person is able to understand because they leave out like the entire like 75 year history of of the occupation of palestine right yeah and it's it's wild i don't know like the misinformation stuff there's like people going crazy about (laughs) like all the posts on twitter where people are posting videos and are like mislabeled or completely misleading which is like of course that's gonna happen it's like it's it's built into the internet ecosystem yeah yeah but then it's like there's no misinformation reporting about what the actual president of the united states says or (laughs) what benjamin netanyahu says or any israeli officials and if they do lie and they come back and they say well actually this wasn't true then it's like they there's nothing there's no new articles written about oh like all this stuff that we said was happening actually didn't happen yeah there was like like a a, there was like a cnn person who uh repeated the like uh hamas committed you know these atrocities that there was no like actual evidence for and like i think her only retraction was that she tweeted that the like hadn't actually been confirmed (laughs) yeah (laughs) like okay it's a little too late like not that not that the actions of uh you know civilians are being killed you know by Mm -hmm. by uh hamas and like that's bad right but you're just like ramping it up to just you're just making shit up to make it seem worse and worse to justify what's going to follow yeah and that's the thing too is like how many times do you have to say that killing civilians is bad like does anyone is there like (laughs) really a big like pro killing civilian like (laughs) contingent out there like right it's fucking scary like i honestly just makes me feel insane um but at least there's people out there who are thinking the same way but that doesn't do anything like yeah no said. no no like no one who could who could stop what's coming or is happening right now uh gives a fuck what we're saying right now like the no. the only potential consequences of us having this conversation is uh, uh someone's gonna get me fired <laughs> right <laughs> anyway uh we should talk about something a little a little more frivolous uh the presidential election yeah <laughs> <laughs> the united states uh presidential election um not too long ago this was uh october 7th uh donald trump our previous president and uh very possibly next president uh he had mm, a rally never heard of in, him <laughs> he had a rally in our hometown cedar rapids iowa and uh my brother-in-law uh was watching the video of this event and sent me a couple of clips that were very funny uh first of all this is like uh you know he plays this music a lot but this is how the rally began he just he loves opening up with like the uh gay anthem macho man uh totally w- without any irony he's just <laughs> a village people fan 
Yeah. So this is very Iowa, this first clip I'm going to play. He's shouting out a couple of his uh, Iowan GOP supporters. And somebody that was, I think, in the whole country, he was my first endorser. And I love those endorsers when they're early. When they're late, they're okay, too, but not... It'll never be the same. It can never be the same. He's, he's like, slurring more, it sounds like, right? Like, the way he's speaking. Yeah, he's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I imagine that he gets a nice little cocktail similar to Joe Biden. Um, they get a nice little little pick me up. You got to get something to, to speed you up so you can like do public speaking, but also something to slow you down. A little speedball. Um, right. You don't want to so be too. Relaxed. You don't want to speak too rapidly. Yeah. 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 You want you don't want Trump. Uh, you know, he's got to have a natural Trumpian flow to his <laughs> weird, uh, weird remarks. Yeah. You got to get the tempo and the rhythm just right. But he was the first in the whole country, and he wanted Trump, and he said, you're going to do a job, and he's a fantastic guy. Brad Zahn. Brad. Oh, boy. Thank you, Brad. What a guy. Looks like, I call him the Marlboro Man, a handsome guy, and another great friend of mine. Um, so, you know what Brad Zahn looks like, right, Evan? Uh, yeah, he's not that handsome. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have. <laughs> that wouldn't be the first thing that came to mind for me. The Marlboro Man. Um, no, he looks I, like uh, <laughs> he, he looks like he is um, like a football player from like the early '60s who was like 19, um, mm-hmm. and then like aged like 40 years, but looks like exactly the same as he did yeah. back then. Yeah, yeah, I've I've said similar things about him before. He's like. A 13-year-old boy who suddenly became an old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, for anyone who's listening who does not know, Brad Zahn, it's Z-A-U-N. Look him up and know that uh, Donald Trump refers to him as the Marlboro Man, um, which is also a very outdated reference, I think, right? Like, like oh, cigarettes yeah. don't even really have advertisements anymore. <laughs> they do. But the people who are, like, loyal Marlboro smokers were like, yes! Fuck He's yeah. on our side. <laughs> yes. The uh, the ideal of uh masculine handsomeness. Oh, the Marlboro yeah. oh, man. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Cowboys only. Uh and it should also be noted that Brad Zahn has a history of like uh harassing his uh ex-girlfriends and shit. Oh, much yeah. like the Marlboro man. <laughs> uh here's another shout out that uh Trump threw out during his rally. Anybody ever heard of him yet? Remember Rush Limbaugh? Rush? Go, Barack Hussein Obama, remember? Barack Hussein Obama. I withdrew from Barack Hussein Obama's horrendous Trans-Pacific Partnership. Would have been a disaster. All right, all right. (laughs) Remember Rush Limbaugh? Yeah! Man. He's really playing the hits for these boomers. (laughs) Like, Marlboro, fucking Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Reminds him of a time gone by. Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> yeah. They're even nostalgic for Barack Hussein Obama now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we had a guy that we could uh, make fun of his name so easily? <laughs> Remember when the president had a funny name? All right. One more clip I want to play from this. Okay. That's what they're doing. These people are crazy. They're crazy. And they want your trucks. I'm meeting with the trucking industry next week. They want your big trucks. They take these loads so big. And, you know, 
<laughs> they take these loads so big. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, he's talking about like electric vehicles in that segment, and um, the the people they're coming after your big trucks, your big trucks that take big loads. Liberals don't want you to take take loads so big anymore. They want you to take small loads, little loads. <laughs> and he's yeah hitting all the high points: big trucks, Marlboro, Rush Limbaugh. He's like yeah, it's like bring back OxyContin. <laughs> like that that would also go over well. Uh, yeah, yeah. This, I mean, this guy, this guy Vivek, he's coming after my my base. He thinks he can pander to these people. Well, I'll show you fucking pandering. Yeah. Remember That's Rush right. Limbaugh? <laughs> big trucks. He did big not say loads. rest in. He didn't say rest in peace though. He didn't acknowledge um, that we've lost one of America's greatest thinkers. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing, you know, but he moved on pretty quick from Rush Limbaugh. He really just wanted to, an excuse to say Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> yeah. And he wanted the cheap the cheap pop of uh, a crowd of idiots cheering because they heard the name Rush Limbaugh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wonder if, like, does he remember that that guy's dead or not? Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Uh, well, another thing I thought we could talk about today, uh, I've got a couple stories of campus madness. Um, I live in a college town, of course, so um, I, I'm I'm subject, subjected to campus madness from time to time. Uh, you know, these college kids, they, they want to take away my free speech and all that, you know, and I won't stand for it. There's something happening at the University of Iowa this week, uh, tomorrow, actually, uh, which is, uh, yeah, the 16th, a detransitioner, uh, an anti-trans activist person named Chloe Cole is going to be visiting uh, with the invitation, of course, of uh, the YAF, Young Americans for Freedom chapter at the university. Uh, do you know who Chloe Cole is? I was not really familiar with her. I was not, but I did skim through the uh, the article that you're going to read. Yeah. And uh, she's 19 years old, um, mm-hmm. which is which is interesting. Yeah, this is, um, well, you know, we can talk about how the Gazette uh, paints a picture of her this is by Vanessa Miller at the Cedar Rapids Gazette. Uh, headline is protest planned for detransitioner Chloe Cole lecture at University of Iowa. Uh, yes, a 19 year old is giving us a lecture about about, uh, you know, gender affirming care for minors. Vanessa writes, protests are expected next week on the University of Iowa campus when a conservative student organization plans to host a lecture from a teenage activist who, quote, vehemently opposes the transition of minors. Um, So, yeah, she's 19 and she uh, had some sort of of uh, trans experience at the age of 12. Um, they don't super get into the details here. Uh, it says she said she took puberty suppressants and cross sex hormones at 13 and underwent a double mastectomy at 15 before changing her mind at the age of 16. Uh, and now she travels the country speaking out against any of this kind of thing for minors. I, again, I have not done much research on this, but I have been told that, the care that she received as a teenager is not aligned with what is now agreed upon as like the correct, you know, procedure and uh, 
you know, uh, gender affirming mm-hmm. care for someone of that age. So, um, first of all, you know, the state of Iowa has passed laws against any of this for minors. Mm-hmm. So that this is not a place where, you know, you need to really be <laughs> advocating for this position because it's already the law. Second of all, what happened to her is not like what doctors say is good. <laughs> so like, it's not something that's right. going to happen anyway. Like the and medical community like, is against it. Even if it was like something that was like, uh, you know, approved by the medical community, it's like, it's still like an edge case situation Yeah, yeah where yeah. the vast majority of people who were to go on treatment for that would not start going on speaking tours well of course yeah how bad bad it sucked (laughs) yeah yeah um and yeah i mean if you spend like a few seconds thinking about either end of this like is it more likely that somebody who does not need this medical intervention is it more likely that someone who doesn't need or want that is going to get it or is it more likely that somebody who does need something like this is not going to be able to get it because mm-hmm. of how our like our state government has like inserted itself in the way of someone being able to access that care? Obviously, mm-hmm. it's the the latter is more likely, right? Mm-hmm. And then also, of course, just the like media, like cultural environment where it's like it's not like there's a lot of for better for worse probably but like there's not like a lot of ki- parents who are like encouraging their kids to pursue this kind of treatment and there's a lot of fucking parents who would be like freaking the fuck out if mm-hmm. this was ever discussed and Even suggested yeah <laughs> and and this obviously is just like straight propaganda for those kind of people so they're like questioning their own children when they come to them with with stuff like this Who's uh, young young Americans for freedom? Is there any yeah. other groups involved in this? Uh, I don't think so. YAF is like the most active conservative group, I think, uh, at the school. Uh, they also are the ones who brought Matt Walsh around okay. last in the spring. So this is like mm-hmm. their this is their favorite thing right now. It's just triggering all of the gender libs in iowa city (laughs) like i mean that's obviously the the motivation here is just like let's bring the most transgressive people uh no pun intended uh to campus to piss off anyone who thinks that there's more than two genders or whatever you know they're just yeah they want people to be mad that's what they love what if she changes her mind again (laughs) you know yeah yeah i mean she should be allowed to of course she's still very young so you know yeah well, I imagine it's a lot harder to change your mind again after you've had like all these people blowing smoke up your ass uh, and and gassing you up and parading you around. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, she's just digging her heels in even more on this stuff. So, uh, what I really wanted to get to in this article is um, the YAF people fucking whining, which is what they do every time. Like they're intentionally being provocative. They know that if they irritate the lefty liberal kids that go to school with them, that's going to get them more attention. But when it happens, they complain every time. Like, um, Mm -hmm. here immediately after they began advertising the Chloe Cole event, uh, their promotions disappeared. Uh, according to the chair of the, the YAF chapter. And this is a quote from her. Her name's Jasmine. 
Jasmine Jordan. Uh, the Young Americans for Freedom chapter received immediate backlash over this event within an hour of announcement, including chalk advertisements being washed away within minutes by groups of students, Jordan told the Gazette. Our A-frame poster display was run over and stolen by students. <laughs> Our posters <laughs> were torn down within hours of being put up. So they had, they wrote like chalk on the sidewalk to, to advertise the event and some uh, students who thought that this was fucked up like washed it away it's like okay oh like, my God. <laughs> like it's chalk <laughs> that's gonna happen yeah. right um the the sign being run over thing is funny too because like do, do you have the article pulled up oh i don't right now here l- let me let me just sh- show it to you uh this is the and this is the actual yaf like twitter account like the whole the national organization is sharing this stuff it's like well, they said someone stole it and ran it over, but then they have a picture of it with the tire tread marks on it. <laughs> so it was run yeah. over and then returned to you? <laughs> yeah, and that, that tire tread is very, very right down the middle. Um, yeah. <laughs> makes you think. I mean, it's it's totally possible that, like, maybe... It, the sign like, looks inad- fine, by the way, too. Like, you could still put that up. Right. Maybe it inadvertently ended up like in the street because that first picture, like where it's shown there, like that's just a few feet away from the road. So maybe, you know, maybe someone threw it out in the road because they hated it. But maybe this is just something that happened. (laughs) And this is very fun, too. Um, When asked if the university has received complaints from the student group or about the event, UI spokeswoman uh, Janine Beck said, The university routinely works with student groups to ensure they are aware of and follow the policies and procedures related to counter demonstrations, as well as comply with federal, state, and local law. Uh, And that's because, uh, this is how the Gazette puts it, a group identifying itself as Antifa Hawkeye Action, which reports on social media its aim to protest right-wing events on campus, has promoted its own counter plans for the event with signs that read no transphobes on campus and that that's like all the information they have about antifa hawkeye action which is just like a twitter account (laughs) yeah (laughs) like they could have maybe reached out to that person for comment as well but they seem to only talk to one side of this equation Mm. the real victims (laughs) yeah because their their posters got torn down Look, it's a jungle out there when you're putting up posters advertising stuff. Like, yeah, people just put shit right over the top of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes within minutes, and sometimes within someone minutes. will put someone will put like white supremacist stickers over your, <laughs> over your. Shit. Yeah, sometimes they will do that. <laughs> yeah, and then they'll uh, hide. What was that guy who like ran into like another? Or it was like a WeWork or something that he was like identified as putting that was like several years ago but he just a sweatshirt guy yeah Yeah. he like hid inside a a closed we work that he had the access um, key it's called merge in iowa city it it is like a like a shared workspace building Mm -hmm. um (laughs) yeah which is uh right next to the uh the playground on the iowa city ped mall and that guy is a registered sex offender because he had a child pornography found on a computer which was found because he was being investigated for illegal gambling <laughs> yeah that was a really we, we crazy talked about story this on the show yeah we yeah, just talked yeah. about this a long time ago yeah anyway they're, they're not sending their best <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, and then so they they get into in the article here the uh, free speech concerns, which is you know people erasing the chalk advertisements for your event is a you know an assault upon your free speech rights. And this has been since uh, 2020, the Iowa Board of Regents, which is all a bunch of conservative people appointed by our Republican government, uh, I would allege, you know, in exchange for large campaign donations, (laughs) Bruce Rastetter. Yeah. Um, He's no longer on the board, but, you know, that's how he got on the board for sure. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, since 2020, the Board of Regents has taken it upon themselves to defend the free speech rights of conservatives on state campuses. And they make employees take a, I think, yearly uh, training on free speech, which I, the first time I streamed live on our Twitch, and it is pathetic. It is like... You learned a lot. Yeah, it's so stupid. Fully prepared to protect (laughs) free speech. So they're basically suggesting in this article that, uh, here, to the question, there's an FAQ on the, the university's free speech guidance and one of the frequently asked questions is whether a person can erase or chalk over messaging i find offensive and the university says no so that those students were were actually violating the free speech rights of the uh young americans for freedom by washing away their chalk advertisement uh jordan told the gazette that's again the the chair of the yaf chapter she did file a police report October 2nd about the damaged and stolen sign. And I'll again remind you, they say it's stolen, but they have a photo of it with tire tread marks on it. <laughs> she also contacted UI administrators who she said indicated that they are in the process of identifying the students and each involved will be punished. So they're going to punish students for washing away chalk and someone ran over a sign. <laughs> I doubt they have any evidence of the sign being run over, but uh, they may have had cameras pointed at the chalk. I don't know. Do they have? Is there like a permit for the chalk? Like, is it just like if, if you write something first and other people find it offensive, then like they can't erase it? Do they just have to find their own other piece of uh, sidewalk <laughs> that they can put their own contradictory free speech yeah. message on? Yeah, there's plenty of sidewalk around Iowa City, so you know. Put your message anywhere and uh, hope it doesn't rain because rain is absolutely the enemy of speech. Yeah, I I would think if I was like pushing something controversial, which I guess many people would consider our show to be controversial, like Mm -hmm. I would like expect that people are going to probably like not not necessarily like it. Some people are not going to like it and then like expect that maybe they're going to spray my chalk off. (laughs) Like, yeah, this is like just it's just whiny. Yeah, they're just whining. I mean, they love the negative attention. Otherwise, they wouldn't yeah, keep doing course. things like this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it makes me wonder, like, where the line is for uh, university free speech policies. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Matt, you Matt could Walsh. Test that right now. I'm sure you could test some of that right now. I'm, I'm sure. If I really want to press the limits, yeah. Um, There's a lot of articles but, about what students are doing on campuses right now. And yeah, they're not very approving. <laughs> talking about the uh, israel palestine um, stuff they're like all these people yeah, are yeah, like, the, condemning the, uh, any protests was that at harvard was that at harvard that yeah that? harvard there's yeah. a whole group of harvard like students who wrote students. a letter and then these like hedge fund guys were like please provide a list of people who wrote this letter so we can never hire them yeah right 
Yeah, let's blacklist anyone a, who supports Palestine in any that's, way. That's protected by the Constitution, though. <laughs> you can say what you want, but you can get fired for it. No, no big deal. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't know a lot about this Chloe Cole person, but Matt Walsh, who they had uh, visit campus a few months ago, he said, like, absolutely repugnant things, like... Uh, about you know 15 year old girls being like the most fertile or something <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh uh i mean he's he's like pretty much openly called for the death of trans people so like if i if i was to put like if i was to write a matt walsh quote on the sidewalk that is like inciting hatred and death towards a certain group of people is that protected would i like not be allowed to wash that off I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the the frequently asked questions and we'll just control F swastika, see if there's no they don't have any exceptions for swastikas or anything like that. So I have to assume if a student group, the uh, University of Iowa chapter of the uh, let's let's say the <laughs> National Socialists of of Iowa City, if they were to you know put down some advertisements on the sidewalk i have to imagine that would be protected as well and anyone who who uh tried to suppress their speech would be punished right so there's nothing about like hate speech at all either like that seems crazy i don't know where the, i don't know where the lawyer line is. Up and, let's see yeah th- th- this is like some shit that lawyers pour over oh hell hold and, oh. Uh, it'd, be, <laughs> it'd be surprising if Here. they didn't have something like that here, the third question on the frequently asked questions is hate speech, and that is surrounded by quotes, hate speech, protected by the oh, First oh. Amendment. Answer, yes. <laughs> the First Amendment yeah. protects speech that may be hateful, offensive, or inconsistent with the university's values. The best response to speech the listener finds offensive is counter speech. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you got to find your own part of the patch sidewalk. Now, if it's in a like less traveled uh location and you know it's not really f- not really fair but <laughs> like, what if you know you know how just gibberish <laughs> you know like uh like on like a fast food like a sign that they have in the parking lot you can like rearrange the letters to like spell bad words oh, and yeah. shit. what if yeah. you were to like alter a chalk advertisement to make it say something else sort of like a vandalism type of thing Mm. Although, yeah, I mean, at what point do they consider the chalk writing to be vandalism? Yeah, it's like, on public grounds. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like, mean, I, they, I guess it's it's vandalism in the first place, really. Right, isn't it? Yeah, this yeah, is I mean, university land. That's why I said, like, do they have permits? Like, and that's like, yeah, like the Constitution protects free speech. I'm like not. You know, I don't have a problem with that, but like the university doesn't have to tolerate any of this shit if they don't want to. It's a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Can the university limit protected speech activities? Yes, but the limitations must be reasonable and not based on viewpoint or content. They can regulate the time, place, and manner of free speech and expressive activities. Is chalking permitted? Yeah, let's get the specifics on this. Is chalking permitted on campus sidewalks? Yes, chalking is a means of expression permitted on campus sidewalks, subject to viewpoint-neutral time, place, and manner restrictions outlined in Chapter 35 of the University Operations Manual. For example, uh, you must use water-soluble chalk, chalk only on flat, horizontal sidewalks that are open to the elements. So you can't even 
you can't even intentionally avoid the parts that are going to be rained on. <laughs> uh, do not use chalk on any vertical or non-sidewalk surfaces. Overriding, here we go, overriding, erasing, defacing, or altering existing chalking is prohibited by anyone other than the person or organization who did the chalking. Like, that seems unfair. Like, it's out in the public. We all have to see it. Why can't we all fuck with it? <laughs> yeah, isn't that also free speech? That's counter speech. You know, if chalking is yeah. speech, then fucking up the right. chalk is counter speech. <laughs> right. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, you can. You could just add to it. You know, if you don't erase any of it, then it's fine. Right. I would think so. Yeah. So that's yeah. Counter speech. <laughs> it also says, though, chalking, which violates University of Iowa policy, state or federal law is prohibited. But there's no link or anything to say, like, what would violate. Yeah. Even in the operations manual, it's not very specific. So, yeah, I wonder where they draw the line. I imagine if... Well, this may have been happening. I haven't been downtown in a bit, but if there are like chalkings like in support of Gaza and Palestinians, I would imagine that that would be defaced most likely by some people. Oh, yeah. And I imagine no action would be taken against anyone who defaced it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I guess I didn't really consider it. It's, it is a public university, so I'm sure all these things come into effect. But yeah, there is some like very curious decisions being made about like I mean, all of the focus is on like conservatives on campus are having their free speech rights infringed. Yeah. But it's like, if you like, yeah, the Gaza example is great. Like that kind of speech is also being suppressed. Of course. In one yeah, way yeah. or another. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's ridiculous. It, this is like guidance coming from the top, the board of regents, and they're going to act like this is all like neutral and they're not, it's not to, to it's supporting all speech you know it's it's mm. to protect everyone's speech but it obviously has an ideological bias because the people who are pushing this have a very clear interest in in a certain viewpoint <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's like a not an unpopular viewpoint either like unfortunately yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so the other example of uh, campus madness happened a couple hours from here at Grinnell College. And this was with uh, another uh, very important presidential candidate. <laughs> a guy who's got a real shot. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy spoke in Grinnell, Iowa. Uh, Grinnell is a very small college. Uh, to my knowledge, a very liberal campus as well. Yeah, like m more so than the university. Like uh, this is yeah. where I think they call it the uh, like Yale of the Midwest or some shit, or maybe it's a different <laughs> one. But yeah, it's uh, it's probably the most like liberal college town in Iowa. Mm -hmm. So Vivek spoke there, and there were some protesters yelling at him because you know his campaign and the things that he says are awful <laughs> and should be yelled at. But uh, what really has drawn media attention is that his campaign has accused a student of intentionally crashing her car into a campaign vehicle. Mm -hmm. There is apparently a video of the person in this car yelling at and flipping off Vivek. And then following that incident, uh, they had backed their car up and hit his campaign vehicle so his campaign because he 
also loves attention. And this whole campaign is just about like saying outrageous things, attracting as much media attention as possible. His campaign immediately <laughs> pounced on this and said, this is a person trying to, uh, trying to suppress me, presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy, um, because of my speech, they are attacking my vehicle, you know? And this is like a, a piece by Zach Spindler Crage and Eleanor Corbin of the Grinnell student newspaper, the Scarlet and Black. They uh, have investigated this a little bit and According to their investigation, this really was accidental. This was not somebody intentionally backing a car into another car. And I, I would say, does, like, regardless of anything that anyone says, the physical what does evidence... doesn't do anything. Like, the, what, what is ba backing your car into someone supposed to yeah, accomplish? Right. If, if someone really wanted to do damage, I'm showing you the, the image here. Like, this is the damage. The physical evidence of what happened is like their bumper got scratched up like it's not nothing but if i was if i was intentionally trying to ram my car into another car i think it would leave more of a mark than that right yeah definitely <laughs> all right so let me, let me read a bit from this uh scarlet and black article the grinnell college student accused of crashing her car into the back of a vivek ramaswamy presidential campaign vehicle on thursday afternoon said it was an accident not the purposeful crash national media notably conservative outlets first reported it to be uh, and this is also a couple weeks ago this uh, article came out on october 5th uh celia Megher is the accused student uh, and also says she was not affiliated with the protest group that had uh had some sort of altercation with Vivek. And also she had been accused by conservative media of like doing a hit and run, like leaving the scene of the accident, which she didn't like she stayed. <laughs> and the Grinnell police department also released a statement that, uh, you know, corroborates what the student says. Uh, they have not found any evidence to substantiate the current narrative of this incident being intentional. So we have to assume that the Grinnell Police Department is bought and paid for by the liberal student body. Like they're, you know, they, <laughs> mm -hmm. this is a woke police department. This is a, a quote from the uh, Associated Press article about the incident. Uh, the headline of their article was protesters angry about Ukraine aid comments ram his <laughs> empty car in Iowa campaign says. So this this is why the protesters were upset is that Vivek. I mean, what were, I guess, Vivek Ramaswamy's comments about Ukraine aid? Probably just to cut it off, right? Oh, yeah. He's like been one of the biggest people saying to completely cut off um, Ukraine aid. Yeah. Which, yeah, again, very funny thing to like get mad about. A, a guy who also says that uh, there are two genders. Um, the the nuclear family is like the only right way to live. Uh, fossil mm -hmm. fuels are 100% necessary to human thriving or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, campaign. Uh, um, no, uh, climate change is real, but good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, all this stuff is just like arguing, including like the Israel Palestine stuff. It's like arguing weakness from a place of strength, which is like mm -hmm. very much like a fascist, like hallmark. It's like all these people, like I said, it's like these conservative, like you have like, you know, half the country <laughs> at least who would like identify that way. Right. And like, right. you're, you're acting like you're, constantly under siege like Viv vivek ramaswamy can go where he pleases and like 
the amount of pushback he gets is like not nearly I mean, enough. obviously he's not <laughs> yeah not nearly enough he's not that big of a figure but like right. he he's not he's not suffering because of his no. speech like the people who are again <laughs> suffering because of their speech are like in in gaza or in countries all over the world like it's this is like first yeah. world problems <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it says even in this article, which provides a lot of context, this is good work by these uh, student reporters, um, you know, Vivek is a billionaire. Like, he has a billion yeah. dollars, and he's running for president, and he's probably at this point like a distant second place for the GOP nomination. Like, I think he's still ahead of Ron. Yeah, close. So, like, a couple of liberal college students in the middle of Iowa are not you know, shutting down Vivek Ramaswamy. Like he, yeah, he has the means to get his message out and he is doing so. <laughs> yeah. They, it's just to shift the narrative to, to make them into victims when they're the ones doing the oppression. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's terrible. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, it also, uh, this is, this is uh, relevant. He also has advocated for raising the voting age to 25, so a candidate who's trying to get attention by saying ridiculous things like that and then visiting a college town should expect some sort of vocal resistance, right? Like, I don't think uh, most of the people in this town should be allowed to vote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you're probably going to receive some criticism for that view. So the statement from the campaign, as quoted by the Associated Press, says that protesters upset about Vivek Ramaswamy's remarks on aid for Ukraine yelled and swore at the presidential candidate in Iowa on Thursday before jumping into a vehicle, ramming a campaign car and speeding off. (laughs) Uh, Fox News (laughs) specifically reported it as a hit and run. And uh, the student here says that after the, uh, the collision, they just sort of moved the car to the side and waited for the cops to show up. Uh, damage has been cited at about six hundred dollars per vehicle, <laughs> or is it? Or is it six hundred total? I'm not sure. The police report That's... cites the damage. The damage amount at six hundred dollars per each vehicle estimation. Would you even take your car into the shop if that happened to you? My answer is no. <laughs> no, I mean, but I the also have driven evidence. a fucked up vehicle around for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Seeing the photographic evidence of the damage here is like, eh whatever yeah. I, don't, I don't even need your information really <laughs> yeah if it's cosmetic then like i don't mm-hmm. care man <laughs> I, yeah. I, I genuinely don't care i've i've cut people breaks before when i was mm-hmm. not at fault yeah 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 like yeah and i mean the uh the the vehicle that has was alleged to be like the weapon here is like probably a mid-2000s honda something and I, I imagine that the big SUV that the Vivek campaign is driving around can can probably handle a little bump from a little Honda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's also a follow-up article that was in Bleeding Heartland uh, by Zach spindler Crage. Uh, Zach, if you listen to this, sorry if I'm saying your name wrong, but uh, that's just the treatment everyone gets here on this podcast. Yeah, it happens to everyone. <laughs> um, and he goes like into even more detail about his uh investigation of this incident but my favorite part and uh i know this is just a podcast but maybe i'll make this image here the episode art um he <laughs> he like drew <laughs> it's like a court sketch almost like yeah <laughs> ramaswamy um, parked illegally 
That's right. Like, that's like the biggest revelation here is that the Vivek vehicle was parked illegally <laughs> when this happened. Oh my and God. Yeah. Yeah. So the student was parked across the street from where Vivek's vehicle was illegally parked and it, uh, they accidentally bumped his vehicle as they were backing out of their parking spot is what has been suggested <laughs> by follow-up uh, investigation of what happened. Vivek says that cities need to be more walkable. Uh, that is <laughs> what his solution to this is. We need to stop our dependence on cars, better public transportation to avoid these sort of fender benders from happening in the first place. That's right. Fewer cars on the road. That's the way to stop this. I commend him. So that's just another great example of campus madness. Uh, the damn lib students are are attacking someone just for just for his views. <laughs> yeah, which is bad. Um, you have to, you know, even if you disagree, you still have to. <laughs> you have to be respectful towards your political opposition. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean what they what they cited in that article is that uh people were swearing and yelling at him oh no oh god forbid that's not speech anymore if you're above a certain decibel threshold that's no longer speech it's shout there's mm-hmm. no free shout just free speech <laughs> all right i got one more story i wanted to touch on briefly um people may recall a uh, friend of the show, Noah Peterson, who a uh, resident of Newton, Iowa, another place over there, not far from Grinnell, actually. This is uh, nope. very geographically close to the previous story. Um, Noah, I interviewed him briefly on our show about a year ago, and he was arrested twice at Newton City Council meetings because he dared to say some unkind words about the mayor of Newton and the chief of police of Newton. Um, and I happened to get video of that second arrest, which ended up being very important. Um, <laughs> so the reason that Noah was, I mean, he's been active in like criticizing uh, city governments for years, but uh, the reason that he was specifically criticizing the city council of Newton, the mayor, the police is because they had, a few months prior, possibly a whole year prior, I forget the dates on this, but uh, a friend of his had been pulled over for no reason, uh, treated as if he'd been driving drunk, but had not was not intoxicated in any way, and ended up being arrested for no reason and, and was subjected to, like, really just over-the-top treatment from the Newton police. So... Yep. All on video, too. Right, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, as anyone should, uh, Noah went to the city council meetings and and said that that was bad (laughs) and called them fascists and stuff, which, you know, they objected to, which also, you know, you don't want to be called a fascist. So you should probably not do things that make people think of you as a fascist, right? Well, Noah has uh, filed a lawsuit against the city. The name of the case is Peterson v. City of Newton. Uh, he's being represented by the Institute for Justice. Do you know anything about this organization, Evan? I do not. <laughs> well, it's kind of like a libertarian nonprofit law firm. Oh, okay. So, I mean, again, pick your <laughs> allies where you can get them. Yeah, they they are. Uh, as far as I know, defending or not? It's not even a defense. Like they've they've he's the uh, 
he is the one who filed the lawsuit, which makes him the plaintiff. The plaintiff. <laughs> I'm very smart when it comes to this stuff. Um, anyway, I, I believe that they're doing this work for him pro bono, so I, I can't be I can't be too critical of them. But uh, the Institute yeah. for Justice also has a long history of defending like school vouchers and and stuff like that. So definitely not an across the board good, but I can appreciate them for. Uh, defending my yeah, friend I mean, Noah's uh, free speech rights. Yeah, I mean, police abuse of power. Libertarians mm-hmm. generally, generally like to uh, they they tack onto that one pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. There's some crossover there. So they've released uh, the the Institute for Justice that has released uh, a press release about this uh, just the other day, October twelfth. And yeah, they write here, Noah was born and raised in Newton, Iowa, a small town just outside of Des Moines. Last year, Noah became concerned with how the Newton Police Department was mistreating its citizens after a peer of his was harassed and falsely arrested. Uh, and it says here that he submitted a written statement that was completely ignored by the city council. And so that's why he started attending the meetings to make a public comment in person. Residents are given three minutes to speak about any topic they choose. And Noah... Went to the meeting on October 3rd, and when it was his turn, began to calmly read a pre-written statement, uh, criticized the police department's practices and its continued employment of an officer who had been accused of domestic abuse. Uh, But as soon as he made these criticisms, and well before those three minutes were up, Mayor Michael Hansen started banging his gavel, ordered Noah to stop speaking, and called over Chief of Police Rob Burtis to forcibly remove Noah. So that was the first time. And then the second time was uh, October 24th. And that's the one that I attended. So he called them fascists. I guess he didn't say that the first time. And (laughs) as soon as he said that word, and I remember this, the mayor again started banging his gavel and immediately cut off Noah's uh, public comment time. And he accused him of defaming the chief of police and making derogatory remarks about any individual. Apparently, you are not allowed to make derogatory remarks about anyone at all at Newton City Council meetings. <laughs> Have the other people who speak at the city council meetings been told that? Because <laughs> there's a lot know. of derogatory I, uh, comments being made at the average uh, city council meeting. Right. It it's seems either like boring or derogatory. Those are the two options. Someone is there to complain, you know. Yeah. Yeah. About yeah. someone. <laughs> So this is where they refer to my video here because uh, the mayor suspended the meeting and cut the cameras. Uh, The police arrested Noah as he tried to leave the council chambers. After Noah was removed and before gaveling the meeting back into session, the mayor spoke to the public proclaiming, go do your activism where somebody cares. And he knew I had a phone camera pointed straight at him as he said it. Making it very clear that... (laughs) That he was suppressing Noah's speech because of its content, right? You cared. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. There's at least one person in the room who cared. Yeah, some people care. So then the rest of their press releases about how uh, Noah's you know, constitutional rights have been violated. Uh, really, I wanted to talk about this because, because of my own vanity. <laughs> They've got a link to the actual uh, filing here. The uh, the complaint here filed with the United States District Court, Southern District of Iowa, Central Division, Noah Peterson v. City of Newton, uh, specifically mentions Michael Hansen, the mayor, and Rob Burtis, the chief of police. 
And on page 19, (laughs) page 19, this lawsuit says, luckily, one of Noah's friends was recording on a cell phone camera from the audience. Justin K. Comer. (laughs) Arrest at Newton City, Iowa City Council meeting, October 24th, 2022. And then there's a direct link to a YouTube video that I uploaded. So as far as I know, this is the first time ever that my name has appeared in a lawsuit. And a link to my YouTube channel as well. <laughs> and uh, I, I do want to say as well that the the man who was originally arrested for blowing a, a 0.0, <laughs> um, <laughs> he is being sued by the Newton police mm. uh, for, for yes. defamation. Uh, right. Because again, it was uh, video. It was all on video. Uh, it ended up on YouTube. There, you know, there's all these like crime channels that post uh, just police cam videos, um, and so it has like millions of views on YouTube. So they were not happy with the publicity, obviously, and right. again they decided to sue again, um, which <laughs> didn't work when they tried it against Noah. And now, right? Yeah, they I, um... I can't imagine that it's going to work. I mean, the guy didn't like. He was obviously like upset that he was being pulled over and arrested for for being not intoxicated at all um and they were like <laughs> dicks to him so like I, yeah he was I've been there a little testy <laughs> yeah. but like yeah there's zero fucking grounds for a defamation lawsuit like he was also very young I, I forget exactly how old yeah, this kid he was, was um, but... he was a football player for the uh from william penn university in uh mm-hmm. oscaloosa Mm-hmm. So like yeah he was like, yeah just a just a kid uh, yeah I mean it is and he he they, admitted that he had smoked mar- marijuana before but not like he's like not <laughs> like not tonight like I've smoked marijuana in the past because they were like I don't know they just thought he was like fucked up just because I mean, he like fucking, looks see, the type I guess yeah yeah if they see a teenager driving late at night it's like well coin flip whether this person has anything in their system so might as well <laughs> pull them over and hope we can. You know, get something on the yeah. books. Um, have I told you about the time I got pulled over? I think I was 20. This was by, uh, uh, what's that like really shitty park in Cedar Rapids? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Daniels, Daniels Park, right? Northeast Daniels, side. I don't even know that. Northeast side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was driving there. It was probably, I don't think it was even that late. Like not even 10 p.m. yet, and I got pulled over. I might have had a tail light out or something because I, I, when I was a young man driving around Cedar Rapids, I, I usually had at least one light out on my uh, mm-hmm. Hyundai Accent. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, I mean, you know me. I, I don't partake in any of the the substances at all. So it's like mm-hmm. you know, pretty safe when I get pulled over. Like they're not going to yeah. be able to get me on anything like that. Yeah. But, it's a uh, good feeling. <laughs> but to be pulled uh, over and not have anything on you. Right. Yeah. She pulled me over and, uh, started talking to me and she was like, she said she smelled weed. And I was like, I don't think you do. <laughs> like <laughs> I've never had any weed in this car. Like it's been my car for, it had been my car for at least two or three years at that point. So it's like, it couldn't have been a previous owner that left weed in here recently, you know. We're also right next to Daniel's Park where a lot of drug deals happen. So, maybe. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, she was pretty insistent that she smelled weed. And I was like, no, you don't. And this this was like the first time I'd ever been like in this situation where I like 
I know my rights. I was like, you know, yeah. 20 year old civil libertarian. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and she was like asking if she could search the car. And I, I remember specifically what I said. I was like, am I required to say yes? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, well, no. And I was like, then no. <laughs> I got a little <laughs> testy too. Like I, I try to be careful because yeah. you never know when cops could go off. But, you know. As a white man, you do have a little more leeway. They tend yeah. to... Did they... You know. Did she search? No, no. Oh, wow. Yeah. Usually, you like, know, she, once they even imply it, it's like a foregone Yeah, she was, like, but, making up probable cause, right? Yeah. Oh, I smell it. And I know damn well yeah. she doesn't smell anything. <laughs> Hard to disagree. Or, you know, like... Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a similar situation, except she definitely did smell weed. And I didn't <laughs> Yours didn't go as jail. well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it didn't yeah. go as well. But there's been other times where I was carrying something and I, you know, was was pretty polite and <laughs> didn't get in any uh, trouble at all. Nice. Um, yeah, it's some white privilege for sure. But Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right. Do uh, you want to listen to... We can get through some voicemails real quick. Uh, I don't think I'm going to play all of any of these. <laughs> okay, sure. These, these, are, these are some friends of ours... Uh, screwing around um if you would like to call us we have a phone number 319-849-8733 or if it's easier for you to remember that number is also 319-TI-98-P <laughs> i saw that in the uh, episode notes and had a good chuckle <laughs> yeah actually before i play any of these uh we also have a p.o box p.o box 5336 in coralville iowa 52241 uh we recently received a couple of nice uh postcards designed by artist tabitha arnold from a listener Alyssa. so if if you would like to share any cool little pieces of art with us p.o box 5336 in coralville all right so let's get to these voicemails uh the first one is from uh, a repeat caller we've heard from him many times it's Iowa's only Democrat and state auditor, Rob Sand. It's been 12 days since I last called you. I've managed to find a reprieve in the married industry's building. Okay, so first of all, uh, I just want to say this: the date on this call is August 29th. So I let this one sit for quite a bit. So uh, sorry, Rob. I'm so terrified, podcasters. I was right last time. I am being chased. It's the Caitlin Clark butter statue. <laughs> I know you're not going to believe me, but as I run through the fairgrounds trying to find a way out, I keep feeling its eyes on me. When I turn to look, it's always there. No matter how far I run, I can always see it behind me. Just standing there. I don't see it move, it just appears in the distance. Rock Harders, I looked into its eyes yesterday. I got within three yards before I got too scared. There was a, an intelligence in its eyes. It knew. I could not see rage or hatred or love or joy, but I could see understanding <laughs> it knew me and i was instantly aware that i could never know what it knew 
That's what scares me the most, my my fellow co-host. It could chase me for decades, but I will never comprehend it, never counter it, never escape it. No. No, it's in here with me. I know it. Over here. Over here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Rob, uh, that's concerning. We haven't heard from him since this call, so, uh, honestly, I expect, I suspect the worst. I didn't follow any of them. I was trying to <laughs> understand him, but, um, uh, it's a little, little too nasal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can, uh, he's being pres- it's, it might be better on your end. Yeah, it, might, it may be, uh, over Zoom. Not the greatest uh, audio quality. Um, he is being. He had been pursued by the Caitlin Clark uh, butter sculpture. Uh, oh, and uh, if you recall from this has been a while, but the previous call we got from Rob, he seemed to be trapped in some sort of alternate uh, dimension version of the Iowa State Fairgrounds. Yeah, yeah, and I've seen that Caitlin Clark butter sculpture, and it's 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 frightening. Oh so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. Humans should not be made out of butter. A uh, cow will allow it, but should not be <laughs> making human sculptures out of butter. Yeah. It's, and it's I just unfair say, to the humans uh, that you're portraying. <laughs> I just want to say that uh, while we have been recording this podcast, I, I though we haven't received any more calls from Rob, I did get an email from Rob Sand, and the header is separating fact from fiction. <laughs> I got that one too. Uh, I thought he was going to talk about BDS. Uh, <laughs> he, he's been on on the record on on that yeah. one. He he fully yeah. supports the Iowa BDS law that we discussed earlier. Yep, sure does. Uh, but I just want to make it clear: we only deal in fact here on this program. So that phone call you just heard from State Auditor Rob Sand, one hundred percent fact, no fiction at all. We also separate fact from fiction here. I do like the idea of like a night, um, a night in the museum, uh, sort of movie, but set at like the Iowa State Fair. <laughs> I think that would be fun. Like you're trapped on the fairgrounds after hours, mm-hmm. like because you know there's some demonic shit happening, happening on those grounds at night. Definitely, yeah, no good. Uh, here's another voicemail. A good way to start your message and forward is to say who you are. The person you're trying to reach is not available. You're on the air in three, two, three, you have finished recording. Hang up. Go. Seven, seven, one, eight is not available. Please leave your message on the line while your call is transferred to the operator. After you have finished your message, just hang up. Or to hear more options, please. All right, all right, we'll let that one go. Uh, <laughs> Uh, feel free to use our number as part of a group of numbers that you call all at the same time and record the results. Uh, always fun to, it's a real test of your, like, uh, perception of reality when you hear all that at once. Yeah. If you want to send us any, like, Longmont Potion Castle type <laughs> voicemails too, that would be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely, uh, encourage that. All right. One more. Captain. Yes, sir. Tell them we wish to board at once. With all due respect, the ambassadors for the Supreme Chancellor wish to board immediately. Yes, of course, as you know, our blockade is perfectly legal, and we'd be happy to receive the ambassadors. I'm TC-14 at your service. This way, please. We are greatly honored by your visit, ambassadors. Make yourselves comfortable. My master will be with you shortly. I have a bad feeling about this. 
I don't sense anything. It's not about the mission master. It's something elsewhere, elusive. All right. Do you recognize any of that? No. <laughs> that's from the script of uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Okay. So, yeah, that's why I didn't recognize it. It's been, uh, I saw that in theaters when I was a kid. I don't think yeah. I've seen it since then. <laughs> Maybe yeah, part yeah. of it. I had, uh, I saw it in theaters and then my dad got from somebody he worked with, uh, a cam recording of it. So I, oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I watched it repeatedly on the family computer afterwards. Man. Shout out to the people still doing cam rips in 2023. They're, they're yeah. out there. I accidentally, <laughs> I accidentally, uh, downloaded a cam rip of Oppenheimer. <laughs> I didn't realize I have like a, sonar setup or radar whatever like software yeah. to automatically download uh totally legal materials um mm-hmm. <laughs> i didn't realize i added it and i just was like what the fuck is this it's just like a horrible <laughs> horrible three-hour cam rip of oppenheimer yeah which i did not watch wait for the wait for the actual blu-ray <laughs> yeah um yeah if you want to call in and, and do some script reading that's also totally uh allowed uh, I would suggest doing so from a good movie, so not not Star Wars Episode One, but something more akin to Star Wars Episode Nine, something like that. Uh, keep a certain threshold of quality. See, I haven't seen those either. I saw Force Awakens. That, mm-hmm. that was all I needed, really. Didn't really yeah. care. It's a good place to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the nostalgia without having to get the uh, rest of the destroying whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know what people are mad about, honestly. I know people are mad about it. I know that you're not a fan. No. Um, I, yeah, you know, it, as embarrassing as it is, that last movie did make me legitimately mad. <laughs> like, it's so bad. <laughs> uh, I didn't mind The Last Jedi too much, but I definitely was not uh, super invested. And then Rise of Skywalker is, I'll go on record, the worst Star Wars movie. Yeah. Even yeah. uh, better, worse than the holiday special. I guess it's not a movie. So. It's like a major. That was a TV, TV special. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The honestly, the Star Wars holiday special has a more coherent narrative than, than the Rise <laughs> of Skywalker. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for us. Uh, if you'd like to call three one nine eight four nine eight seven three 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 one nine T I ninety eight P. That's the phone number. Call us anytime, day or night, and in a month and a half, we'll play your uh, your <laughs> message on air. Uh, yeah. I've got some I've got some music shows coming up in uh, Indianapolis, the Chicago area, and right here in Iowa City. If you want the details, go to justinkcomer.com slash shows. And speaking of music, we've got some music from our good friend Natalie's daughter Scout. She uh, made some music a few months ago, and I forgot that I had it. So, sorry, but uh, here it is to close out today's episode. Music from Natalie's Daughter. And if you make music as well and would like your music to be featured on the show, go to rockhardcock.us and near the top, there's a button or a link to submit your music. And I would love to hear it and put it on the show. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.